You've spent all winter stuck inside imagining your next big home project. A bigger, brighter kitchen, a fabulous new fence, the possibility of a pool. There's so much you would do if only you could. The good news? With an S&T Home Equity total line of credit, you can. We've got your back with financial flexibility, and we're here to support you with exceptional customer service. So dream as big as you want, and we'll help you bring those dreams home. At S&T, it's just what we do. S&T Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Euler and Moats are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Good afternoon, Steeler Nation. How we doing? Feeling like a quarterback. Well, that's good because we need one. Hour number two, Wesley Euler, Arthur Motes. It is the Stellar's Blitz here on SNR. You guys already know the drill. We're rocking and rolling throughout the offseason with you here two days a week. Best way to keep in touch, to keep up the speed, wherever you get your podcast, Steeler's Blitz. You can find us there. Two new episodes every single week. Yes, you can hear us on SNR and Fox Sports Pittsburgh still as well. But if you want it on demand, if you want it instantly, uh, you know, if just you moments, don't want to wait for it, baby. That's right. The quickest way to get your fix of Euler in Motes of the Steelers Blitz is uh, is to just subscribe to the Steelers Blitz wherever you get your podcast. We're here. We're there. We're everywhere. Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, you name it. We got it, baby. As we roll along here into hour number two, we will get to see your tweets and some other uh, fun ancillary NFL topics as we roll along. But I did. I hadn't planned to ask you this, Motsi, but you said something there. You know, you were talking about Uh-oh. Kirk Cousins. You were talking Uh-oh. about Kirk Cousins and, and with the Steelers Captain defense. Captain Kirk, Kirk O'Chains, let's get it. You, you said something along the lines of not a direct quote. I'm paraphrasing here. But that, you know, when when you look at what the Steelers have on defense, uh, that adding a guy like Kirk Cousins would, would, would elevate you to the, the Super Bowl contender conversation. Here's my last question for you as it relates to quarterback hour. And this isn't really quarterback specific as an individual, but at large. With what the Steelers have on defense, uh, guys namely like TJ Watt, reigning Walter Payton man of the year, Cam Hayward. Dang, oh, that, that sounds so beautiful. Say. Oh, yep. that sounds beautiful right there. Uh, perennial All-Pro Minka Fitzpatrick, right? And, th- and then on down the list, a lot of other talented guys as well, too. The guys. Shout out to the guys. The Steelers owe it to that defense and to those guys to be more aggressive at finding a solution at the quarterback position to to try and, you know, capitalize um, while they still can to strike while the iron is hot with what they have on defense and the veteran status of a lot of those guys that I just named. To me, I I think that that has to be the case because you don't know how long you're going to, you know, be able to keep that group together. When you're talking about a TJ, a Minka, when you're talking about having a Cam, when you're talking about having a Larry Ogunjobi, an Alex Highsmith, right, a Joey Porter Jr. So in that same vein, I do feel like it's one of those things where you do want to be a little bit more aggressive because you've seen how dominant they can be, but they are getting older. So why wait till they age out and now we say, oh, we figured out the quarterback situation, but now we don't have the defense again. It's like, man, you got a chance to strike while the iron's hot. We've seen San Francisco try to do it, and they accomplished it through failure, but through success at the same time. 
they took a quarterback in the top five, Trey Lance, and they took another quarterback traded in the seventh a, round. Traded up a lot Brock of capital Hardy. to get Trey Lance, too. They double-dipped, and one of them were right. But that wasn't the first time. They also signed a Jimmy Garoppolo how many years prior to that. So we've seen teams be aggressive when they feel like they can make a run. The uh, Los Angeles Rams. They had Jared Goff, and it was like, you know, we're kind of right in that range. We feel good, but are we good enough? Not to mention that Jared Goff was also a number one overall pick because they felt, hey, man, we need somebody. But either way, they went out and did what? Went and acquired Matthew Stafford. And that's the thing. It's like if you feel like you got the pieces in place, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they felt like they had the defense in place, Devin White, right? Talk about some of them dudes on that side over there, Levante, David, and company. They went and did what? Let me go get Brady. Look at a quarterback. To me, we are in a similar situation where it's like, yeah, we feel like we got some talent over here. We got some young talent, but we got some really good talent. And we do think that, man, if we are able to have a quarterback here, we won 10 games and went to the postseason as a seventh seed in the AFC and used three different this season. And if we were to just simply ask you right now, how many of the three would start on teams not name the Pittsburgh Steelers. Ooh. How long do you think that list of teams would be? Right? Just Probably definitively no conversation, yeah. no competition. Just he's definitively better than that guy. That's a small, small list. So to me, I do think that's one of those things where you do just have to put a little bit more onus, a little bit more emphasis, and operate with a little bit more urgency just because of how the defense is. Now, that urgency could be. I'm bringing in competition to push Kenny, and Kenny is going to continue to develop at a faster rate now. Hmm. But if that is not the plan, then it sure. does need to be who is the guy that is going to be QB1 going forward, whether that is the 10-year plan or am I looking at a bridge quarterback, i.e. Kirk Cousins, for the next you know two to four years max, and then from there, we're back in the conversation of who we draft. But that's kind of how, you know, I see the situation yeah. playing out, or at least how I would like it to play out based on where the, the defense is right now from an age standpoint. Yeah. I think you're absolutely right. And you know what's fun about this exercise, too, is in the past, Motsi, if we would have had this conversation, like if in the precedented times, right? Uh, like, before mm -hmm. co like before COVID, right? Before, before Roman? When it was... But it's still the Ben Roethlisberger era, still the Kevin Colbert yeah. era, right? Like when, when, we, when you could have a cough or a sniffle and it didn't say, do you smell anything? Did you take a COVID test? Yeah, before all that. I'm with you. I'm following did you. Stay, did you stay home for three to five days in quarantine? Yeah. Right. Oh my gosh, quarantine. I remember I, was, yeah. I said quarantine more in the last four years than I did in the previous lifetime. However, however many <laughs> I was alive. Yeah. Seriously. Um, in the precedented times of both our world and the Pittsburgh Steelers, you and I, our listeners, would have scoffed at just the idea of having this conversation, right? Yeah. Like the Steelers never look at anything as a window. They never look at anything as all. Oh, look at our defense now. We owe it to these guys to go out and win and try and be aggressive and and and, and you know take advantage of of this unit. They look at every year as an opportunity, none bigger than the other. Like yeah. we would we would kind of scoff. We would kind of laugh at the idea of the Steelers doing something like this, being aggressive at the quarterback position because they know they have a defense that can win now. But as you've rightfully laid out already a couple times this offseason when we've had a few of these conversations, in this Omar Khan era, 
in these unprecedented times for our nation mm-hmm. and for Steeler Nation, mm-hmm. you you got to think everything is on the table. He he, Omar Khan is unprecedented. That's what Omar Khan is when he's at the helm. He is unprecedented. I like it. I mean, he he's hasn't like, don't even tell served, me what I, don't tell me what I don't one do. presidential term yet. Not even close. Yeah, he's like, so, don't tell me what I won't do. I ain't scared of that. He said, you you chicken, but, but it's, dare me. He said, dare me. Dare me to go get a quarterback. Dare me. I'll go get I, one. Bet I won't. Say I won't do it. I bet you don't say I won't do it. <laughs> say, all right, Omar, you're a bad brother. I like your style. So that's that's what's very intriguing to me about all this as, as well, too. In the past, it would have been very easy for us to have these type of conversations and then say, ah, well, it's not going to happen because that's just not how the Pittsburgh Steelers operate. It's not, it's not the Steelers way. They don't operate like that. But even how the Steelers operate, even the standard operating procedure of the Steeler way, it started to change a little bit at the end of the Kevin Colbert tenure. Mm-hmm. And then that has continued. So it might, I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna steal a line from our buddy Mike Pursuta, okay? Fair fair warning, fair heads up. Here we up. go, here we go, here we go. Everybody knows I like to use that same church, different pew line from time to time. Hey, as long as you're citing your source, that's all that matters. You're citing your source. I stole that one from Mike Pursuta, as well as this line. <laughs> They turn like the Titanic. All right. That's that's something like pursuit said. It takes time. All right. They turn like the Titanic. But I that think that is accurate though. That is very accurate. Oh, I just hate the I just hate the analogy because it goes back to how every time you give me an analogy, it's always something negative, man. Every time you give me something of historical no, no, proportion, no, 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 no. That it's always something negative. negative. No. Some- some I'm not saying it's a very, negative. Some, in terms, your, your analogy is good. I just don't like you always referencing bad stuff. Oh, like, like the Hitler, Titanic. Like World okay. War II. Like the Titanic. Like okay. the new Titanic. You catch what I'm saying? It's always like, bro, why did it never like, turns, oh, the Easter Bunny? It turns, it turns like, like, a like the Bunny. It turns like a carnival <laughs> cruise ship off the Gulf Coast of Florida. How about that? That makes you feel better? It turns like Santa Claus with Rudolph and his sleigh. Like, give me something positive, bro. I don't want the Titanic. I gotta think about Rose. Well, not you know the Jack Titanic turned slowly, and that's why Jeez, it hit an icebreaker. Man. And, 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 it, and then Rose, an all, 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 all five one hundred pounds of her took up a double decker wide door and act like she ain't had no space for little old Jack as he froze and died in the water. Okay, I don't want to think about that. Jeez, it might have started with trading up in the top ten to get Devin Bush. All right. And then with Mega Fitzpatrick, your first round pick the next year, right? And so mm-hmm. it's been it's been turning like a carnival cruise ship, not the Titanic. Then, 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 a, what about a, a, we got a project in there a too? Fun, a fun carnival cruise ship, more remember aggressive in free agency. You remember that Melvin Ingram signing where it was like, oh, we would never sign Melvin nobody Ingram like that. Melvin Ingram signing. Whoa. Okay, okay, okay. Trading okay. up to get Broderick Jones. What? Okay. Are we doing something crazy? Are we doing something crazy? We signed Mr. Trubisky as soon as free agency opened. Also, Don't hiring a that coordinator now. in Ooh. season. First time since when? The Beatles were still on tour. No, that's where I make a World War II reference. Dang it! Minka's the Beatles still on tour. So again, Mike Pursuta likes to use that that joke of like things are happening. They're just turning like the Titanic. Like some some entities in business, some sports organizations, some businesses, when they see change, it's like a shiny silver object. Change, 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 change. For some, they stick by the way they do things, their principles that have led to success, like in the Steelers organization. 
and you might not see it overnight, but slowly, much like that lovely Carnival cruise ship, there it turning. is, there it is, there they're it is, turning in a different direction. And I don't know, Motsi, to me, to put kind of to bring this back full circle and put a bow on this conversation, going out and getting a Justin Fields, going out and getting a Kirk Cousins might be the final stamp on the Steelers doing something, might be the final movement in that turning to, hey, you know, we still believe, we still have our core beliefs, but this ain't your granddaddy Steelers anymore. Yeah. We're, doing, we're, doing things, we're doing things a little bit differently. Yeah, so we out of the kind, baby boomers. Would, we we, we passed it. Be the, uh, this would kind of be the coup de gras. This would kind of yeah. be the, uh, the final, you know, the final kill in, in that regard for him. He said we passed all that. This ain't Gen Z, Gen X. This ain't none of that, baby. We on to the new version, the 2024 version. And honestly, man, I would Omar's love version? it. We've been seeing it. Omar's been showing it, man. I ain't tripping on it. It ain't Taylor's version, but it's cool, though. It's cool. But nothing's, nothing's Taylor's version. I mean, you know that, bro. You know that, man. But, um, I do think that if there has been a year within, you know, the past 10 years that something like this would legitimately happen, I think <laughs> ain't no time better than the present, man. I think this is legitimate. And I think that's also why the conversations have been happening, not just locally, but think about from a national standpoint, think about when you talk about Vegas, these type of places, man, you're not doing that just for the sake of it, you're doing it because you feel like there is a legitimate, you know, possibility of it happening. You know, there is legitimate interest in all of these because supply and demand. We need a quarterback to play more consistent than what we've been having. We know there are not a lot of quarterbacks walking this earth that can do that. But there does appear to be a couple of options this offseason. And I think that's why, you know, we are where we are right now with this game, man. I think you're absolutely correct. So there we go. That's the end of the quarterback conversation, all right? I, I, I went yeah. 15, 15 minutes longer yeah. than I said I would, all right? Sue me. Sue me. When we come back on the other side, I've got some fun topics that we've been sitting on uh, that have happened around the National Football League in the last week or so that I want to run by Arthur Motes. We'll also get to your tweets before we get out of here as well too so plenty still to go two more segments two more hey segments remain and we'll get to the first when we return on the other side arthur motes wesley euler steelers blitz snr The Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Rocking and rolling here on the Blitz on a Thursday, having some fun as we always do, and that's going to continue now. I want a little, uh, you know, a couple, couple topics here. I, I, I hesitate to call them quick hitters because, you know, I want to talk about these for a couple minutes. I don't want to do like 30 seconds. You know, when you hear quick hitters, that's normally like a 30-second, 60-second thing. Yeah. In a couple minutes. But a couple uh, a couple different topics here for Arthur Motes that we've kind of had in our back pocket for the last few days. And I think now a decent time as any to discuss these is now that we've had our quarterback, 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 quarterback conversation. Uh, Motesy, I just wanted to make sure to ask you, and I feel like I have to do it this week or else it will no longer be time-sensitive. 
it didn't become as big of a story from the Super Bowl because they ended up winning the game, and we know that winning cures everything, and as long as you mm-hmm. win, you don't get questioned as much about these types of things. And Travis Kelsey spoke on it briefly, and they kind of moved along, but of course, I'm referencing the incident on the sideline between Andy Reid and between Travis Kelsey, where there was a little bit of a physical altercation, to be fair. I think these things can get exaggerated from time to time, but Kelsey clearly kind of grabbed Andy Reid's arm and pushed him a little bit. Nothing violent, but certainly put his hands on him. Um, and, you know, there was another coach there who kind of pulled Kelsey away, and Andy Reid maintained his cool the entire time. But a little bit of an incident on the sideline between Travis Kelsey and Andy Reid during that Super Bowl. Like I said, ended up not being a huge deal. It did happen in the first half of the game. The Chiefs end up to go on to win the game, so it doesn't get blown out of proportion or anything like that. But just as the former athlete, uh, I just had to get your you know, your quick thoughts on, on that incident. Big deal, no big deal. Would it have been a bigger deal if the Chiefs would have lost? Just your thoughts on, on how that all went down. Yeah, it would have definitely been a bigger deal um, if the Chiefs would have lost. Everything is blown, you know, to just larger proportions when you lose. Think about how people will still bring up Cam Newton not jumping in a pile, you know, when everybody was kind of going at the football, example. right? That's a great Regardless example. Regardless of if, if he would have got it or not, yeah, no one play. cares. But because he lost, they're like, oh, you remember you didn't even jump the football? Remember that one time? So I think that uh, for Kelsey, you know, everything kind of worked out. I don't like it. I don't really condone it. I just think that I could understand why everything played out, how it played out. And that's from both sides, Travis Kelsey and from uh, Andy Reid. I do think it was unintentional. I don't think he went over there with the intent to bump him and knock him over. I think realistically, he's passionate. He's fired up. It's the Super Bowl. Him and Andy Reid have been to war how many times since Andy Reid has gotten there? And you think about the success they've had. They were getting a chance to do something historic. Repeat in the Super Bowl. We're not talking about a regular season game. We're not talking about a division. We're not even talking about the wild card. We're talking about the Super Bowl. And we're not talking about a player that was great, but has never won anything. We're not talking about a player that's good, but has never been a pro bowler. We're talking about a guy that's going to go down as arguably the best tight end to ever play this game. He is going to be in every conversation that somebody has surrounding all-time great tight ends. So you have an all-time great tight end who's in the quest of winning another Super Bowl back-to-back with the head coach that is also having a chance to win another Super Bowl back-to-back. Realistically, we always make the comparison of Brady and Belichick to Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes, but you could throw Gronk in there as well as Travis Kelsey. It's a three-headed monster with both organizations. But to me, man, I said it was only three people that could have a scenario like that and Andy Reid react the way that he reacted and that player still be able to play also. It was Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, and Chris Jones. Chris Jones, yep. Hops. That's it. Anybody yep. else, take your stuff off. You're going into the locker room. Goodbye. We're, we're cutting you at half. We're, we're, you know what I mean? Maybe, you, maybe, you'll find your own Creed, way back. Maybe Creed Humphrey. <laughs> no, no. You're not bumping Andy Reid, period. This is your head coach we're talking about, man. It, that ain't something. Because no. it's one thing to yell. It's one thing to, you know, talk the way that we'll talk to each other because – there are some players that you'll be surprised how they talk to coaches, general managers, because we're all men. We're all adults. And it's like, before I'm a football player, I'm a man. So you'll get some of that, man. But nobody puts hands on people. That's where you draw that line. That's where you cross that line. And that is a line that 
you can't make mistakes on it. And that's why I said, man, we have never seen Travis Kelsey physically get into it with any of his coaches like that. We have never seen Andy Reid physically get into it with any of his players like that. And from all reports and everything that I've seen, those two dudes love the heck out of each other. So to me, I just said, man, this is one of those perfect storm, once in an outlier lifetime type scenarios. But with everything that was on the line and everything that was happening when it happened and what he was, you know, his grievance was, I said, I can understand it from all parties, man. So shout out to Andy Reid, not making it about himself, not making it about a pride or ego and trying to bench him or, you know, go back and now make this and take it to another level by now him retaliating. I also thought for Travis Kelsey, man, the fact that he was humble enough to, okay, I made this mistake. My man's then pulled me off. All right, let me also make sure I'm producing because his play also improved after that alter, after that uh, um, interaction. And then I didn't even see who the gentleman was that pulled Travis Kelsey, but whoever that was, man, shout out to him also, because in seriousness, man, like when you're on the sideline, man, it gets heated. When oh, you're in a postseason run, a postseason run. Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, I was never fortunate to get to the Super Bowl. We made it to an AFC championship. So that's really all I could speak on. But I just remember how intense it felt in that run. And it's like, man, if you feel something, man, you better get up and talk now. We ain't got tomorrow. We sure, we can't sure. wait. So if it's if it's on your mind, baby, hey, ain't no time better than the present. And sometimes your delivery is god awful. But the message we get, we understand. And that's the part that I think for Kelsey, for Andy Reid, and for the gentleman that separated them, all three understood that that yes. This needed to be said. Yes, he went a little bit too far. Yes, I like how you're responding to him crossing the line. But at the same time, let me separate this before it escalates to something more. And that's for me, you know, was, you know, the positive in that negative situation. But it can never happen again. That's the reality of it. Yeah, Travis Kelsey yeah. could never bump into another coach like that again because you're no longer going to get the benefit of the doubt. You're no longer going to get the excuse. You're no longer going to get the we understand it, the critical moment and everything like that. So, you know, that was really why I came down on it. I know I've seen people come back and say, oh, man, with Antonio Brown did it or if George Pickens did it. Those guys aren't multiple times Super Bowl champs, arguably the greatest player to ever play their position during the time. Why are they trying to go back to back and repeat? And it was regular season games when we've seen them do these things. So we can't compare that to this. What's it's the, not a black white thing. It's what's not the old Mike. What's the old Mike Tom line? I'm going to treat you all fairly, but I'm not going to treat, treat you, you fairly, but I'm not going to treat you equally. Period. And he says he would always tell us. Don't act like Antonio Brown unless you're Antonio Brown. You can't act like Marquise Pouncey because you are not Marquise Pouncey. When you produce, when you are as consistent, when you are a multiple-time champion going for your third ring, back-to-back ring, while also dating Taylor Swift, might I add, yeah, yeah, it's going to be a little bit different. Your leash is a lot longer than a lot of other people's. And it is what it is. He's earned that right. And like I said, man, I just thought that when you have two dudes that love each other the way that Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey do, when you're talking about being a part of organizations where you're, you know, multiple years stacking together, critical moments, adversity like those dudes have been through, it's just one of the things that, speaking from experience, I know how I feel about Coach Tom. I know me and his dynamic and our relationship, and we haven't had nowhere near the type of success that those two guys specifically have had. So I can only imagine how much more it is on that. You know, and like I said, man, that's just, you know, where that, that was kind of, like I said, my initial takeaway from it. Don't like it, but I can understand why everything transpired the way that it did. 
that's well explained by you and um, makes a lot of sense in the context there. And I just wanted to pick your brain on that. I wanted to to hear your thoughts on that as someone who has been in those heated situations, been on the sidelines. And uh, yeah, you're right. This will be a footnote of all footnotes for Travis Kelsey as long as it doesn't happen again, you know, at, at some other point in his career. And um, they won. So it clearly won, worked. Like, yeah, without a doubt. They won. So it clearly worked. They were he losing when game. that transpired and everything from there improved. So he had, what, nine, nine receptions for 92 yards, something like that. Okay. Pretty you feel good. what I'm saying, right? Pretty, so, pretty good. Yeah, I'm like, we can't put ourselves in that situation because none of us are arguably the greatest Titan of all time with a coach that's going to go down as one of the best coaches in NFL history going for a back-to-back Super Bowl championship. Like, it's just a different situation. I think it's, it's, it's one of them things where not a lot of people are going to ever be able to comprehend that dynamic and that time space right there, man. Agreed. All right, Arthur Motes, another one for you here before we take a break. Um, I saw this on NFL.com. So NFL.com did an off-season move uh, for every team, not the Chiefs or the Niners, basically, to uh, to bridge the gap to get closer to contending to be their conference champion, essentially. So NFL.com, an off-season move for every team to get them closer to contending. And for the Pittsburgh Steelers... I was surprised by this answer. It was add a running mate for Joey Porter Jr. And they explain a little bit. You know, there's a couple sentences of explanation there. They basically say, you know, the rookie corner played sensational football down the stretch. Uh, it's imperative for the Steelers to find help on the opposite side. You know, they've got unknown status around Levi Wallace, Patrick Peterson turning 34 this summer. Um, you know, that the Steelers have some cap room to make some moves. Uh, you know, they could go with a veteran guy. They could go for somebody in terms of a, another younger product in the draft that they could pair with Joey Porter Jr. for a long time, but that finding a running mate and solidifying that cornerback position that has been a question mark for them for, for a while uh, is NFL.com's uh, one thing the Steelers could do this offseason to contend in their conference. Uh, you agree with that? You surprised by that? Just your thoughts on that? Like I said, that just kind of that kind of surprised me. I'm not saying that I disagree or anything. I just uh, that was not what I was expecting to read from NFL.com. Oh, I would say, man, I I'm a little surprised by it, but at the same time, it makes sense because number one, we know you got to have a corner, right? You got to have guys that can combat against or compete against these unicorns that play quarterback and wide receiver. But at the same time, when I think of you know the most important thing to us, I think we've kind of laid it out that I still lean quarterback. I think quarterback gets us closer than us picking up another corner right now, because to me, Levi's still good enough. And then you can go get something in the draft or even in free agency, as we've seen, you know, and that's going to give you a certain level of success. Patrick Peterson, Levi Wallace, Shannon Sullivan, uh, Arthur Milet, right? These are all corners that we have signed through free agency. Joe Hayden, free agency. Steven Nelson, free agency. Quarterback, to me, though, I still think is at least figuring out that yeah, yeah. is, is you know, the, the the first thing for me. Yeah, and, and I might have even gone with, like, you know, solidifying Offensive the line is another line, one, yeah. Uh, yeah. Ahead of that. And I get what they're saying. I mean, you you add one more piece there that you really like, and you feel like you've got your Oh, it's elite, man. Yeah. Um, you know, and you don't have to worry about that position for a little while. 
but I'm I'm with you. I, I I just think there's a little. While that is certainly um, not something that I disagree with in terms of the big picture, I just yeah. there might be a couple things that I have pegged ahead of that in terms of the uh, the priorities for the team this mm-hmm. off season. Uh, all right, Motsi, we're gonna take our final break. On the other side, close down with some tweets. Close down with some final thoughts. Tweet, we'll get tweets, to all of that tweet, 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 tweet. when we return. It is the Steelers Blitz on SNR. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Final segment here of the Blitz on this Thursday of this Valentine's week for all the lovers out there. Shout out to the lovers in the world. Shout out to all the lovers in the world. Nice, lovely evening. Wifey and I went out for some tacos. Nothing crazy. Ooh, okay. It was fabulous. I like it. I like it. I like it. I like it. Shout out. Look, you you, you got to do something nice. Like every, Every once in a while, every once in a while. Yeah. Heck yes. Heck gotta, yes, sometimes, man. Sometimes the machine that is, you know, holidays, sometimes you got to feed the machine. All right? It's okay. Lean into yeah. it, baby. Lean into it. We don't come out every it. single Valentine's Day, but we went out this Valentine's Day. Hey, look, day. we don't do it every you day, but when we do, we're going to do it. All right? right? That's right. Heck yeah. Tell them how you it's really feel. Like, you know, just like we don't take tweets all the time. Well, I guess actually we kind of do take <laughs> tweets all the time. Hey, look, look, but, every once in a while we take a tweet. Every, every, every other day, you know. Um, fresh off a uh, another championship in the voice of Andy Reid, the time is yours here. As it we, is. Uh, as we go to the tweets, uh, our buddy Tyler tweets, uh, Steeler Nation 920 up there in Wisconsin, uh, says, gentlemen, I need to know which gas station has the best food. There is a place, uh, there is a gas station on our way up to our cabin that is partnered with a wild game smokehouse, and they have Bacon breakfast wraps with venison gravy and man, oh man. That sounds pretty daggone good. That does sound pretty daggone. I don't know if I've ever had venison gravy. Me either, from, but it I sounds tasty a, though. I come from a family of hunters, you know, my West Virginia yeah. side of things, but uh it sounds tasty. Hey, I'd try it. I'd try it. Uh best gas station food, Arthur Motes. You know, this this I'll, really I'll gets go people sheets. going. I probably go sheets. I mean, because I'm sheets. more of a Wawa. More of a hot food dude. I'm more of a hot food dude. I think Wawa is kind of like Gecko. It's like more of the deli sandwiches, the colder stuff. Definitely rock with sheets though, man. I would go there, man. What we'll say you though, partner? What's your taste buds tasting? So I am. I come on the on the debate of sheets and Wawa. I actually am a Gecko guy. I think, although I like them all. You're right. It depends on what you want. Like yeah. the fried food at Sheets, you can't beat it. You know. Um, but you know, I think some of the other places do better with the cold cuts, with the deli mm-hmm. stuff, that kind of thing. Uh, but Arthur Motes, the answer is Bucky's. I mean, you ever been to, okay. you, ever, you, you know what I'm talking about? You ever been to a Bucky's? No, I have not, man. They're real big in Texas and in the Midwest. Okay. They're starting to spread to the South and everything. They've got like their, their gas station food is like Southern style cooking food. Okay. And so okay. it's a lot of it's a lot of barbecue. It's a lot of fried chicken. It's it's mac huh. and cheese. Oh, it's just Bucky's. I'm telling you. So they cook like and cook it. Have you seen the logo of like the little cartoon squirrel with the red background? That's the Bucky's. If you've seen okay. that, if you know what, if you know what I'm talking about. 
Um, but they are they're they're tough to beat, man. They're real tough to nah, beat. Shout but out I do to love Texas though, sheets. man. That is definitely a Texas thing, though. They say any of them gas station, man. You getting literally brisket oh, and all type can, of stuff you in there. Go in man. and get brisket yeah. and pulled pork mm-hmm. and, and fried chicken and mac and cheese. I mean, it is it is fantastic. But I will say this, kind of overarching. I don't. Uh-huh. I'm not big on the gas station food wars because you're still getting food from a gas station. I mean, like I love sheets. Still food from a gas station. Wes said he is too bougie and big time to eat food from a gas station. That's basically what he said. And he said, any of you people that eat food from a gas station, he just turns his nose up at you heathens. That's what he's saying, basically. To pull up in my Toyota Rav. You hear him? That's what he's telling you guys. Okay. Gas station to get food. I mean, he's he's, he's a little just he's he's a little bit too cool for that. You know, he he did go to, to the ultra prestigious and very very progressive. University that is the highly, highly established in the state, West Virginia University. Shout out oh, to almost yes. seven. Shout out to yes. almost seven. Okay. So when we're talking the upper echelon, the upper echelon, when we're talking, you know, just just the creme de la creme, when we're oh, talking about yeah. fine, the finer things, it screams West Virginia, babe. So salute you, man. I get it. I get it. I'm a just old regular, regular to what the James Madison, all right? So I eat my sheets. I like sheets. In fact, I might eat sheets for lunch, dinner, and then spend a block and get it for breakfast on the way out, all right? I'm a sheets type of guy. And my gas tank going to be on E. How about you that? How about that? How about that? I do love me some sheets. That is what I was That is what I was born and raised on sheets. as well. You know what I'm saying? Annie tweets us and says, uh, question for Arthur Motes. Does new coach Arth count as half an half an Arthur? Uh, yeah. Of course, she's representing he has Tom, Tom Arth. Yes, yes, yes. The new quarterbacks yes. coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers. We we are sitting at two and a half currently on the organization right now. Two and a half. All right, Arth definitely counts. I'm glad she said it. I was our. I just kind of rounded him up into it, anyways. I that's just thought I was funny. the only one to do it. But yeah, A R T H. I'm like, that's not Art. That's Arth. I'm like, bro, we're, we're only two letters away. Like, come on, man. That's Arthur. So, it. yeah, yeah, he definitely counts, man. That's a good question. That's a good question by Andy. Does Arthur go by Art, though? That's the real question. Like, what, does, does Arth have a shorter? Like, yo, yo, Art. Or do you call him Arth? Coach Arth. Coach Arth does roll off the tongue very nicely. Or hey, Coach, Coach Arth. Arth. Yeah. Hey, you want to talk about that? Don't come Don't come complain to me. Go talk to Coach Arth, all right? Yeah. I'm not involved with that. Yeah. I'm going to call him like Arth. That. Coach I don't like, like that. Yeah. Maybe the three of us can do a show this uh, off season, and it could be called a West between two Arths. Wow, I see what you did. Two two Arths and a West. Two Arths don't make a West. All right, I'm gonna quit. This this Arth is west of that Arth. Yeah. What was the Ed Ed and Eddie Arth yeah. Arth Arth and Wesley? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Motsy, last one of the day before we, I mean, we're really coming off the, uh, right, it's, off the it's like here. that sometimes, man. It's like that sometimes. In the final minutes of this, of this program, this legendary program, uh, Andrew tweets us and says, we've had a trio of legendary coaches recently retire. Bill Belichick, Pete Carroll, Nick Saban. Which one would you most want to have a night of dinner and drinks with? Oh, that's a pretty good question. Man. That's a pretty good question. That's it's gotta be Belichick. I think it's gotta be Belichick, though, right? Like just the the intrigue Dude. behind that man. 
Do you know how much fun Pete Carroll would be though? Pete Carroll would be a he'd be taking his shirt off dancing on the table bro, after what? a couple after a couple pints. I'm just thinking about Pete. I'm like, bro, Pete. I man, I feel like I would have a crazy night with Pete. So, Could you imagine Pete in Vegas just running around with his shirt off, bro? I, okay, I think I. Got, I'm but, like, yo, it would be insane. Pete would be just the most the most fun to have to have yeah. a night of dinner and drinks with. I think Saban would have the best stories. Yeah, I feel like him and Belichick's stories are going to be crazy. And I think Belichick would just be the most intriguing from like a human interest standpoint. Yeah. I could dig that. I, yeah, for me, you're right. I kind of go back and forth. It's got to be kind of Pete Carroll, right? Actually, it's like, I, I, like, I feel like Pete is just fun. Him. Like, Pete is going to be a fun guy. Pete's not going to be too stuffed up, stuck up, or anything. He's going to be a vibe. I feel like with Belichick, I would love to pick his brain, right? Yeah, just from the yeah. football side of it. Like, from the Saban, interviewing, like an interviewing side of things, yeah. it's, it's Belichick. Right. But I would feel like Saban is a fun talk to just based on when I would see him do it, McAfee, or even how he would start to have a little bit more banter with the media, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, are you, are you going to ask me this question again? Guy. No, always rap posing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like to an extent, man, I get him one of his little Debbie cakes that he likes, you know what I mean? We're going to be uh, we're gonna be halfway decent. A little yeah. oatmeal raisin. And a bottle That's of Coke, right? Bottle of yeah, Coke and Debbie man. cakes. And he'll be I there think all gonna, day. We'll, we'll have a night, you know? I, I think he'll give me some stories, but... Yeah, I'm trying to run the city with Pete Carroll. Me and Pete, man, give us 24 hours. Yeah. You've convinced we me. Try, yeah, 20, 20, 24 hours with Pete, man. That's all we need, 24 hours with Pete. At some point, there's going to be a video of some of us running <laughs> running shirtless down the Vegas Strip. Hey, hey playing quarterback in, the, in somebody's lawn. Because you know he's going to sling that rock, too. He's going to sling that rock. He swear he nice. I love it. Be in the front yard at the Sheets playing football at three thirty in the morning with no shirt on. Tell us, hey, 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 I'm open. I'm open. Pete hit me. Shirts, shirts versus skins, and Pete Carroll's captain of team skins. Yo, I love it. I love it. That was a good one by Andrew. Good one to get us out of here. Shout out, shout out, Andrew. To uh, to to cap a good week here. It's been a lot of fun. This was a good week. We'll continue to roll along. Two shows a week, Tuesdays, Thursdays. You guys know how this thing works. Um, we'll, we'll start to uh, get more and more into some draft topics and some combine topics as we get closer. And yes, Motsi will be attending the combine. This sign sealed, delivered. Woohoo! I made the travel squad. I made the travel squad. Moving on up, moving on up to the combine. I finally oh, got I me wait. access card down. I can't wait oh, to take you to man, all the spots. Oh, man, come on, bro. Hey, look, look, look. Treat me like your favorite cousin that you only see on the summer once a year, all right? I'm just coming to town. I got I got four days. I'm here for a good time, not a long time, all right? Take me to all the places you want to take me, okay? That's how I like to have it. Can't wait. Big That's shout up. out to the Power Grid and the Megawatts, as always, for rocking and rolling with us and for sending yes, us indeed. the tweets. Salute and a big thank cap. you. Salute you. Big thank you to the best co-host in the business, Arthur Nathan Motes the third. Who, me? Take care, everybody. Have a good weekend. And as always, you know where to find us on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. Man, my holiday bills are almost as hard to get rid of as my in-laws. I guess my budget will be my New Year's resolution again. Hi there. Friendly S&T Banker here. The aftermath of the holidays can be tough. Have you thought about using the equity in your home to consolidate your debt? I can do that? Yep. Home equities are one of the lowest cost financing options. 
At ST Bank, we can help you so you can have a financial fresh start. Stop by a branch or visit stbank.com to learn more. ST Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender.